Welcome to the Canine PT Academy Podcast. Business lessons for canine rehabilitation therapists. Introducing your host, Dr. Francisco Maya. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you are in this world. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Canine PT Academy Podcast. Business lessons for canine rehabilitation therapists. Okay, before we get going with today's podcast episodes, just one final reminder. I know we've been talking about this quite a bit. We've been, you know, sending emails, social media posts and stuff if you follow us. But we are starting this week our Business Accelerator 4.0, meaning it's the fourth edition of the Business Accelerator program. Okay. And the 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 question I get asked kind of like, you know, more broad terms often is like, okay, what 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 is this program about? Right. And and the best answer I can give it to people is like w- explaining why I created this program, right? So the first time I created this program, I ran it was in the spring of 2021. So it was um, four years, uh, two, I'm sorry, two years ago now, the first time I ran this program. So leading up to it around like that, like January or so, when I started to kind of like put the, the plan together to, to, to do this program in, that we started in April of 2021 was basically asking myself one question. And the question was, knowing what I know about business today, if I were to move to a new city and start a brand new business in the canine rehab field, what would be the things that I would focus on? And that was what drove basically the whole format of the program, okay? Because at that point in time, I had been in business already for uh, a little bit over three years and we had grown and scaled the business and and even through COVID in 2020 we had grown and scaled the business so i knew i had something really good to share with people that were stuck as business owners in this field or as even aspiring business owners just canine rehab therapists that were certified but unsure of what to do with life basically so i knew i had something good to share now during those three years of owning a business, I had tried a lot of different strategies, a lot of different things. Some of them worked, some of them did not work. And that's what I meant when I asked myself the question, what would I be focusing on? Because there are plenty of strategies over there to grow their business. But there are a lot of things that I wanted my students to not have to learn from the same mistakes that I did. Not have to go through the same mistakes that I did. Because I already did those mistakes. I already had learned from them and I could pass along those lessons along to them. And that was the coolest thing because then what it took me about 18 months to build with my business, I had students doing it in like four to six months because I was able to help them prioritize the things that I knew would really work for them to get their business going. You know, So this is to say that it, it doesn't mean that you can't do this alone. There are plenty of resources out there from myself, from Megan Kelly, uh, on YouTube in general. From, like, you know, there isn't what there isn't today in this world is a lack of resources. But what there is sometimes is just an overwhelm of resources and a lack of clarity, a lack of focus on, on what you, we should pri- be prioritizing. And, what, and that's what the Business Accelerator truly is about. It's about give you guys the framework, give you guys the blueprint, give you guys the resources, but helping you prioritize the things that I know it's going to work with your business. Okay, so that's what the Business Accelerator is about. Now, 
will I offer it again? Yeah, like I said, this is the fourth version of the program. The, uh, the, the goal has always been for me to offer every six months. The only time I took a break was in the fall of 2021 when my daughter was born. So we did, you know, so I offered the first time in the spring of 2021. We did it twice last year, spring and fall, and we're doing it again now for the fourth time. My goal is to offer this again in about six months from now. But my question to some of you would be, why do you want to wait another six months? What is going to change in the next six months that you think is going to be putting you in a better position to go through something like this? Right? Now, is the, is, is the cost of the program be the same in six months? I honestly don't know. I have raised the cost of the program a couple times since we had started already. So at one point, if not next fall, but a year from now, I will raise the, the cost of the program again. But that's not even the point, right? The point is like, unless we make any changes ourselves, nothing is going to change. If we just keep doing the same thing over and over again, nothing's going to change, right? And I can mention the things that are there to make sure that you 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 feel like you, you, you're getting what you need out of it. Like, so for example, we offer a money back guarantee for the first week of the program. So if we get to the second week of the program and you feel like, you know what, this is not what I thought it would be, then just reach out and I'll give your money back. You're gonna have lifetime access to the, the content itself. It never goes away. And not only are you gonna have lifetime access to the content, every time I offer the program again, every six months, every alumni gets offered to go through the program every time again. Because I feel it's important sometimes to go through it again. Because now we have grown, now it's a different business, or now we have started our business. Or even the, the, the content itself changes every so often too, right? It always changes a little bit because every six months I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm going through growing pains in my business that then it modifies what I teach in, the, in this program as well. So that's why I feel it's important not only to offer the lifetime access, but offer to go through it again so you can get the most updated version with it. Okay, so hopefully that answers some questions about the business accelerator itself. And I even already started talking a little bit too much about what we're going to be talking about today. And I titled today's podcast episode Real Talk for Canine Rehab Business Owners. Okay, and the reason why I titled this is because it's it's going to be a real talk. Okay, and 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 what I'm trying to accomplish here is help you guys open up your mindset, help you guys see a little bit beyond what you're currently seeing right now. And some of you guys might get pissed off by something that I say today. And that's okay. Like, that's okay to get pissed off. Sometimes the, the biggest growth I have gone through in the last five years or so has been when I got pissed off when I've realized that shit, I am holding myself down or I'm not doing this or I could be doing that. But then I go in and I implement and I make sure that I'm moving forward. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about it is courage. Okay. Because we tend to think that we either have or don't have the courage to do something in life. And in our case, you know, it can be that we don't have or we have the courage to even just go through the certification canine rehab, to open our own business, to hire, to grow, to raise our rates, right? That's a big one. To raise our rates, to maybe sign a lease for a brick and mortar location. Like 
it depending on where you at in this journey right you're gonna feel sometimes that you either have or don't have the courage to take the next step and what i've realized over time is that we often see courage as a dichotomy of either we have it or we don't have it and although courage by itself i don't think is necessarily a continuum it doesn't necessarily have to be a dichotomy because it is something that even if you feel like you don't have it today, you can still work on it. And it's something that you can improve upon. Now, the thing about it, though, is that every time we take the easy way out out of something, it just makes us a little bit more cowardly. Every time we avoid taking the next step and facing our fears, we become a little bit more cowardly. Every time we choose to not do something because we feel uncomfortable with what might come afterwards, we become a little bit more cowardly. So the best analogy that I can give it to you guys, given our background as canine rehab therapists, is that courage is much like a muscle. And we need to constantly be working on not only getting it stronger, but also to not lose what we have gained. Like, just like building muscles, we need consistent overloads. We also going to need consistent overloads to build up our courage. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to go from zero to 100 right away. Just like I cannot go from bench pressing 100 pounds to 300 pounds in a week. It's, it's going to have to be consistent and progressive overloads. So if needed, just start small. Just like you would start with smaller weights at the gym and gradually get more and more bolder, get more and more stronger, and add more weights. It's the same thing with courage. But if you at least start small, then you're going to start building up on something. You're going to get momentum. You're going to get confidence. And then every decision afterwards that leads you towards fear or towards something uncomfortable, it's actually going to get easier to make. Because you'd have worked at that point on condition this courage muscle that we all have, but sometimes we forget that we do. Okay, so it's not like you don't have courage. You just haven't worked on it consistently and long enough to not let it affect you. Does that make sense? So then the next thing I wanted to talk about tying up to it, it's a concept I brought it up before. But as I was kind of like... You know, going through my notes and be like, okay, wh what do I want to talk about today? It was important, I feel, as I talk about courage and then afterward, as, as I wrap it up, to talk about sequential versus continuous thinking. Okay, because we grow up in a society that from a young age, we tend to learn that everything happens in sequence. That when this happened, then I'm going to do that. And when that happens, then I'm going to move into this. And that's how we have grown and that's how we have moved through life. Okay, but what I have realized over time is that as, as business owners and as entrepreneurs, having this type of sequential thinking is actually only going to slow us down and maybe even preventing us from taking the next step that we need to take. Right, Because it's going to be very hard for us to have the sequential thinking, the sequential mindset, if we really w want to grow. 
And I don't mean growing to growing to a multi-clinic kind of thing. I mean just growing from where you are today. Does that make sense? Right. So, for example, how does that affect, you know, uh, us working in the field of animal rehab? What about those who think that, oh, we can only raise our rates once you complete this extra certification? Right. That's a common example. It's like, oh, friend, I don't feel comfortable raising my rates today, but I'm going through this extra certification that is going to put all these extra letters behind my name. And once I complete that, I'm, I'm, I'm going to feel comfortable raising my rates. I'm like, okay, do you really think that's actually going to change how you perceive yourself? Just having more letters behind your name without you working on yourself? Right? And that's a common mistake that I see. People just pursuing more education, more letters behind their names. And I'm not saying to not get educated. I'm not saying to not keep betting yourselves. But don't use that as a, as a crutch to think that that alone is going to change the, the, the imposter syndrome that we all feel. Right? Like those are false beliefs that we tell ourselves partly because we have been conditioned over our whole life to think that way that we're only going to be good enough if we take this next step. That's the sequential thinking. But sometimes you just have to take a leap and figure out a way of working on things continuously. Right? So going back to getting certified as a canine rehab therapist, I had no idea back in 2014 how that was going to work out. But what I knew is that I'm going to get this done right now and then I'll figure it out. And it's not like I wanted to open my business at all. Had no idea back in 2014 that I was ever going to open a business. Had no desire of actually uh, ever opening my business. And I could have easily have told myself, you know what? Let, let me just wait. Let me give it another two years. Let me give it another three years, another five years. You know, and, 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 then, and then once I have something lined up, once I know that I can get a job as a kind of rehab therapist, then I'm going to go and do this course. I could have done that. Unfortunately, a lot of us get stuck doing that. We wait for that something to happen. But quite often, that perfect timing of something never comes. And that's just one example in terms of getting certified as a canine rehab therapist. But, you know, hopefully you can see how that affects so many decisions throughout our whole lives, especially for us. There are entrepreneurs, there are business owners, right? We think that, oh, once this happens, then I'm going to do this. But then this something never comes to fruition. And then we ended up living a life full of what ifs, full of regrets, rather than a life that we feel passionate about, a life that we feel fulfilled about. So for us to be able to grow, both from a personal and a business standpoint, we need to learn how to do things in a continuum. Because things are not going to be black and white like that. Right? It's not going to be black and white like that. Like another question I commonly get asked about the Business Accelerator program is if, you know, they should wait until they have finished their canine rehab certification to go through something like that. 
right? And I'll be honest that there is there is no right or wrong answer. As long as the answer at the end involves you investing on yourself and figuring out what you need to grow. Okay. But what I can tell you is that I have multiple examples of the folks who have started to work on their business while going through the certification because they knew their end goal was going to be to start their own business, even a small mobile business, but they knew that was going to be their goal once they got certified. The folks who started doing those two things continuously together at the same time were able to achieve what they wanted much more quicker than other folks because they were ready to get their business off the ground right away. As soon as they got their certification done, they already had everything set up for them to start going from a business perspective, right? And that's what I alluded to earlier, that folks that have gone through the program have been able to do in four to six months what it took me 18 to 24 months myself to accomplish because I was able to guide them for them so they could prioritize and focus on the things that I knew was going to work for them to get patience, for them to fill their schedule, for them to charge more on what they normally would be charging, right? So then these people, instead of coming out and having the imposter syndrome of, of well, I'm not good enough because I just got certified as a kind of rehab therapist. So you know what? The clinic down the road is charging $100 a session. So since I'm just new, I should charge less and I'm going to charge $80 a session. No, these people are like, screw that. I'm worth more. I'm going to charge $200. i am going to charge $225. i am going to charge $250 a session. And I'm going to get my schedule filled with 5, 10, 15, 20 plus patients a week. And that's how it works. That's how they're able to grow. Because not only they have the tools to be able to fill up their schedule, but they also are able to set up their business from a revenue perspective in a way that is going to allow them to grow exponentially faster than, than, than other individuals. Now, is that going to be the case for everyone? Of course not. But it's okay as well because we're each running our own race. We're each trying to develop a different type of business anyways. Life changes, right? If I was starting my business today with an 18-month-old daughter, like it would be very different than when I started my business five years ago because the time commitment that it takes me in her life, right? So we need to keep like small, not not small, but significant things like that in mind. That our life is going to affect what we want out of the business. We're each running our own race. But what I want you to get is that you, we need to be able to uh, juggle multiple things and understand that some things are going to work, some things are not going to work, but that's okay because we're still going to learn and we're still going to move forward. Okay? Like, I don't see making mistakes as failure as long as I can learn from those mistakes and move forward. And that's a big difference. But yet, so many of us let the fear of failing, the fear of making mistakes actually hold ourselves back. We gotta learn to embrace it. We gotta learn to adapt. We gotta learn to move forward and learn from those mistakes. 
and simply stop living a life where we're just trying to avoid making mistakes every day. Like that, that, that's not the right way to go. Okay. And then the last thing I wanted to touch upon then is then like progressing, progressing, moving forward. Because if we're not progressing, then we are at some point just going to be regressing. Nothing in this world just stays as a status quo for too long. Things are always moving one way or the other. Right? And that's why personal development by itself doesn't have an end. Doesn't have an end. It's not like, oh, I've done personal development. I am good now. It's like, no, it's, it's, we're always going to be working on growing ourselves. Because as I said many times before, our business is only going to grow as much as we grow ourselves. And we need to be constantly evolving for us to keep our lives and our business moving forward. However, if we look around and we ask ourselves, is that how most business owners behave? Do most business owners look through life with that perspective? Are they constantly looking to evolve and grow? Or are most business owners just getting by day by day? Right? If you really pay attention, most business owners are just trying to get by. And one of the best ways you can make sure that you're not caught on that is to surround yourself with a community of people who gets you and understand what you are going through. In this case, a community of other canine rehab therapists who are business owners, who have either faced or are facing the same challenges that you are facing both in life and in business. So that way you can have that support from each other. Not just me, but from each other. Like I promise that if you surround yourself with the right people, that alone is going to have such a tremendous impact on, on how you're going to be able to push things forward to accomplish what you want to accomplish. You surround yourself with the wrong people, then the opposite is going to be true. You're just always going to be stuck. You're just never going to be moving forward. You're just always going to be surrounded by negativity. Right? So then, another question that I get quite often too is, and I've mentioned this before multiple times, then it's like, people are like, Fran, but don't you worry about your competition. Like, especially because I'm, I'm, I'm teaching you guys, like, what I do at the KNIPT, right? So then people are like, don't you worry about, like, your competition listening to this podcast? <laughs> and, like, taking what you're teaching and implementing? It's, like, good for them if they do it, to be honest. Right? But the way I look at it is, if you want to spend part of your day worrying about what others are thinking, then be my guest. But I know I don't because I know that's not a, 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 a personal use of my time. It's not a good use of my time. And I also know that most of those quote-unquote competition, they're not progressing. I know a lot of them are just trying to run the same business model that they ran 10, 15 years ago, but a business model that doesn't necessarily work today. 
I mean, it, it, it works to a certain extent. Otherwise, you know, their doors would be closed. But it's not the, the sustainable model that it was 15 years ago. It's not going to be the same model that is sustainable today. It can work. It can be okay. But it's not going to be optimized. Right. And we got to understand that the field of canine rehab is progressing, is evolving at a very fast pace. Like I have been in this field now for eight years and I have seen how much it has grown. If you got for those of you guys who have been even longer, 10, 15 years, like, you know how much it has grown. And even if you only have been in the field for a couple of years, three years, five years, you probably have seen it evolve, too. It's growing fast. But there are clinics who are going to get left behind because they're going to either not progress or they're going to realize a little bit too late that they need to evolve. Right. And if you're thinking, oh, that's not going to happen. Just look at history. Like the one of the main reasons why I always loved learning about history back in high school is because there's just so many lessons you can learn from it because history always repeats itself. Right? So look at companies like BlackBerry who at one point in time dominated a whole market with cell phones and then just became obsolete because they failed to evolve once smartphones came about, once iPhones became a thing. Right, And there are many other companies, if you look through the last decades, that you're going to be able to see that way. Probably the biggest one that we're all familiar with is Blockbuster. Like, I remember as a kid going to Blockbuster and getting movies and this and that. Like, you know, probably any of you guys who are older than, like, your early 30s or so, you, you went through that as well. But what happened? Netflix happened. Netflix happened. And Blockbuster didn't keep up with it. Or by the time they've realized that Netflix was a threat, it was a little too late. I forget the name of the documentary right now, but there is a documentary about that. And it's fascinating. And, and I remember actually, you know, for those of you younger, Netflix, when it started, <laughs> I, I laugh, but when Netflix started, it wasn't a streaming service like it is today. It, like it was a ma mail-in service where you you got your dvds for the movies right so you go online you pick your, your your movies and they would mail your movie to you you would watch it you mail it back and then you'll mail another one and so forth and then you could have multiple like you could have an upgraded membership so that way you could have more than one dvd at a time with you kind of stuff like there are different layers to it that's how netflix started now, on that documentary, they talk about how I, I don't, I, it was in the early 2000s. I don't remember the year. But Netflix founders approached Blockbuster for a buyout. And Blockbuster basically laughed at them. Laughed at them, not seeing them as a threat. Then I remember moving to the United States in, 20, uh, uh, in 2005. I moved to the United States in 2005. My brother-in-law always has been like a big movie kind of person and i remember there was a blockbuster close to us and he had this membership for blockbuster which was a hybrid where they could uh, uh, he would get blockbuster dvds in the mail but then instead of having to mail back and wait two to three days for them to mail another dvd back he could just drop that off at the store and then another movie would get mailed to him right away 
Now, that was 2005, 2006. Shortly afterwards, blockbusters started closing left and right. Why did that happen? Because they failed to adapt fast enough. By the time they tried to implement something like what Netflix was doing, which was not even the streaming that we know today, but the mailing DVD, the mailing movies, video games and stuff, like they were done. The consumer had already left Blockbuster behind. You know, and then now they're gone. There's like one Blockbuster, I think, in Alaska or something like that, and that's it. You know, so please don't think that this is not going to happen with our field because it will. We got to be constantly evolving. We got to be constantly growing. And it doesn't matter if you do this on your own, if you do this through some mentorship, some guidance like the Business Accelerator, but you just got to be working on constantly be growing and evolving. Now, like I said, the thing about joining a community is that then you're not going to be alone. You're going to have other people. You're going to have a mentor. You're going to have guidance. You're going to have that accountability. Like it, That's going to allow you to push yourself even more. Right, And that's the final thing I wanted to leave at for today. I'm not saying that this cannot be accomplished on your own. Yes, you can do it. But you're going to go through so many more mistakes, through so many more things that you can probably avoid by just having a community, just, just having some guidance, just having a mentor, just having like a blueprint that you can kind of follow. Right. And the, the headaches, the stress and even the money that that's going to save you in the long run, like it's nothing kind of like compared to how much it actually costs to be a part of it. And some of you guys are listening to this and you just don't get it and it's OK. You might listen to the same thing six months from now, 12 months from now, two years, three years from now, and then you're finally going to get what I mean. And that's OK, too. And like I t- said at the top of the of the podcast, some of you guys might be pissed at something I said said I, I had say today, and that's okay too. But if you have any questions, if you have any concerns, I'm just a DM away. I'm just an email away. Just always reach out. Okay, I know some of you guys. The business accelerator is the next thing for you, but for one reason or the other, you're just not taking that leap, and that's okay. I'm here to answer any questions. I'm not here to push into making any decisions. But I'm here to help answer any questions that you might have. Okay? But I cannot answer a question unless you reach out. So please don't be afraid to reach out. I hope to see you in the Business Accelerator. If I don't see you now, I hope to see you in the future. Even if even if I don't see you in the future, I'm just thankful for you to be listening to this podcast. Because I know this alone has already been helpful for a lot of people. So have a good one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the K9 PT Academy podcast, Business Lessons for K9 Rehabilitation Therapist. If you enjoyed what we had to say, please make sure to share or subscribe to our podcast or even leave us a review. You can also email us at 
hello at k9ptacademy.com. That's hello at k9ptacademy.com with any questions or suggestions. And go to k9ptacademy.com to find more resources and content, including our fee calculator spreadsheet, which is absolutely free and will help you determine how much you should be charging for your sessions. Because let's face it, determining what we should be charging is one of the biggest struggles we have as business owners in the canine rehabilitation field. You can also find all of that information and more under the show notes. Finally, I would just like to add a disclaimer that any of my thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are mine and mine alone, and in no way reflect the opinion or position of any other organization or company I may be associated with. Thank you for listening, and remember, if you're not having fun and enjoying life or running your business, then what's the point in doing so? So please go ahead and start having some fun.